There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the Bucks appear to be wrapping up their head coaching search, and clearly the man to beat was, and still is, former Cardinals coach Bruce Arians of the four candidates we know about. He's the only one with head coaching experience, and he also visited Tampa on Saturday. We'll give you the latest of where the Bucks' coaching search is in the NFL wildcard weekend. Well, it was wild. Three first-time playoff quarterbacks all lost, and the Cowboys, Colts, Chargers, and Eagles move on. And a crazy one. It comes down to a missed field goal between the defending Super Bowl champs and St. Nick and their win over the Chicago Bears. The Bolts also finally lost the game, this time to San Jose. I think they're looking a little tired finally. Uh, after that run they had in December. And we've got all that. And Jameis Winston turned 25 on Sunday. I have some thoughts about that as well. On this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstyn. Hey, you know, Christmas is gone, but next month, a little thing called Valentine's Day. If you're looking for some jewelry for your wife or your girlfriend, go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Whether you want a statement piece like diamond earrings or maybe a bracelet or a necklace, or maybe you want to pop the question and buy a nice diamond engagement ring, you're going to get the very best quality and the lowest price at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. And now, for listening to this podcast, Andy is going to give you 20% off all jewelry purchases. That's right. Go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Don't go to the shopping malls. That's where they got the big overhead, and that means more price and a higher price for you. Continental Wholesale Diamonds is where you want to go and save 20% off all jewelry purchases right now. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. It's where I shop, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. All right, so Steve, it's been about, uh, I don't know, 20 weeks or so, with the exception of the bye week, uh, that there wasn't Bucks football to worry about or to watch. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not for Bucks fan. There was plenty of football on TV. So I was going to say, so they got to watch good football this week. Well, no, not all of it was good this mm, weekend. Well, some of it, yeah. Better football. Better football teams, anyway. Teams that actually accomplished something and went to, the, I don't know, this... They have this thing at the end of the year where 12 teams get to continue playing, and they call it the playoffs. What? What? What, what is that? What is this thing yeah, you talk about? I, well, I, I vaguely remember it from – it's been at least a decade, maybe more, actually. They had, so, so, like, the season ends for everybody else. But if you're, if you're good enough, they, they have this way of determining, like, six teams from the NFC and six teams from the AFC, and they – they they essentially like you play a playoff like it's like a round robin type thing that can't and be right I, I swear they, the season that's ends how they at new year's. i swear it ends at new year's <laughs> well i, I remember that does. from every season <laughs> it's right that's true it is yeah new year's is the the line of demarcation if they have a game on new year's day sometimes but most of the time it's before new year's and this this time it was two days before new year's and then we do the wrap up and then and then um, then you go about your business but apparently there's this whole other season that lasts for like four weeks, and yeah, so they so so some of the teams that the Bucks actually played are still alive, which is weird. But yeah, so I watched this thing called the playoffs, and this was wild. They call this Wild Card Weekend. It wasn't really wild, but it was it was interesting. And uh, my thoughts about it was, 
and, and a lot of people are writing about this. Like we have this roundtable in the Times we talked about. It. I went another route because everybody said, boy, so much for offense. Like you got to play defense in these in these playoffs now. You really do. And that's has that that's kind of always been the case. I think like the like you can't just be totally one dimensional. You see teams with good defenses because you know the weather usually is a factor late in the year, and you know people talk about running the ball and that sort of thing. And and then the other part of it is I think, and I swear this is true, but maybe it's not. They swallow the whistles a little bit. You know, they stick those flags deeper inside their pockets. Well, it's this way in so, every sport. We've talked about it in hockey. Yeah. We were talking about last Doesn't week mean it's about right. the playoffs. They don't yeah. call it. In the NBA, all of a sudden the scores dip big time in the playoffs. That's right. Because I counted about in this uh, in this Philly game against the, against the uh, Bears, I counted about three no-doubter pass interference calls that I'm sure from September until the end of December, that flag's coming out, and they didn't call it. So – they let these guys fight a little bit more, and you know, so it's the, the scores are closer. But plus, there were some really good defenses. Now, I will say this, and you know this, we talked about this too, Steve, is that everybody gets this impression of, oh boy, the Indianapolis Colts. Did you see what they did to the Texans? And I like the Colts. I really do. And I like Andrew Luck, and I think their offensive line is terrific, and Frank Reich's done a great job. And how about, how about my boy Marlon Mack from South Florida running all heck over the Heck of a place? game. Yeah, heck of a game. Yeah, boy, did so, they just manhandle I, the Texans? Oh, they they physically and against that defensive line with Clowney and Watt and those guys, they physically got after him, which I loved. However, don't forget the best teams aren't playing this weekend because they're better. Okay, <laughs> so I mean for, they'll be like you know you said it before the podcast like oh you don't want to play the Colts oh you don't want to play the Eagles now the Eagles the Eagles have that pixie dust and that whole Nick Foles thing we can get into, which is just weird at this point. Well, we were also um, talking before the podcast, experience matters. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because, you know, uh, I did this thing on the weekend. If, if you didn't get a chance to see it, go to TampaBay.com. You know, Jameis Winston turned 25. Happy birthday, Jameis. Turned 25 on Sunday. Just turned 25. I don't remember 25. Well, I, vaguely I do. But, I, I mean... It was a long time ago, and I thought I was much older than I am, but I, I realize how, how young it is because I have a son that's in his 20, early 20s. But So he turned 25, and I looked at you know how he compares with all the other quarterbacks when they were 25. Now, Jameis came out early, but like apples to apples, guys that played four years, right? And like only Dan Marino has more touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the numbers are, inc- are just sick, right? I mean, he's got all these – now, he's also got some bad numbers, you know, where he's closer to Josh Freeman um, than he is to Drew Brees. But, you know, it was just an interesting study. And um, but, the, but the bigger thing was six quarterbacks in the playoffs this year are 25 or under, 25 or less. Three of them played on wild card weekend, and are actually four of them, and three of them lost. <laughs> so um, experience does matter because it's the NFL. I mean, and, and so who do we always see in the Super Bowl, right? Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, you know. So it's going to be real interesting because Patrick Mahomes, who had going to probably win the most valuable player award, fifty touchdown passes. He's in his second year, still a young guy, um, you know, under twenty, twenty-five or under. And so he's, you know, he's the exception. Then you have Jared Goff, who's still a very young guy, under twenty-five, one one of the six quarterbacks under twenty-five or yet less. Really good quarterback, had a really good year. Um, but you still have the veterans out there, you know. You st- and and Nick Foles being the latest guy that put on the cape again for Philadelphia and do do what he did. Mitch Trubisky, I thought, played pretty well in that game, 
but he wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Like he, he got him. Look, they should have made a field goal. Cody Parkey, man, you have to, yeah, yeah, not good. You have to leave Chicago because I, I don't know, I don't know if your safety is is guaranteed in that city. Double doink, um, double doink, and he doinked. You know, he hit five up or four uprights against Detroit this year. So he, that's five uprights and a crossbar. Good lord, Can you imagine how many times you'd have to kick it to try to do that? It's almost impossible. That might be um, harder than actually making the field goals. It would be, of course. Smaller target, but he just is like a magnet to that damn thing. Um, disappointing. I mean, the fans, you know, I mean, the Bears fans had to be disillusioned with, you know, such a historic defense, great defense. And, and, um, and you know, like I said, Trubisky got him down there even after they gave up the lead, which should not have happened. So there's some, there were some wild games. And I was impressed with the Colts. You know, the Colts beat up the Texans. The Texans, Bill O'Brien, that offense just didn't get it done. The defense wasn't as advertised. I mean, they got manhandled by Quentin Nelson, that offensive line of the Colts. Andrew Luck now is suddenly back and throwing strikes. Uh, they ran the ball with Mack really, really well. That is, that's a good football team. And their defense is what's surprising about to me it, uh, about them is their defense. They play Tampa, too, and not many teams do that. Now, they, they do a lot of things off of it, um, but primarily, you know, they got the wheel linebacker that can absolutely run and destroy people, and he's got seven sacks this year. Um, you know, they're just very, very good. And, uh, hey, as we're doing this, we just saw some tweets. So that, that kick was actually blocked, Steve. Yeah, Trayvon right? Hester apparently left hand blocked the uh, kick from Parkey, which is why it double doinked. You know what? I feel better just for the guy because he's, he stood there and answered questions and didn't have any, you know, I, I thought I hit it well, all this sort of thing. So I'm glad in this case maybe replay will bail him out and show that somebody else didn't do their job by letting the penetration get that close to him to kicking the ball. Now, people may say, well, you kicked it too low. We'll have to, we'll have to determine that too, but – um, but at least somebody affected the kick, you know. So maybe he would have made it. Doesn't really help them now. And uh, but the, this, the you know the other the other thing I want to before we get to the stage is set for next week. Um, the Baltimore Ravens struggled. I mean, they struggled trying to score points. They fell behind. Chargers could have put them away. Didn't they rallied late? But uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. Yee, ooh, maybe ooh. that's why you get a win from the pocket. You know, maybe that's why you get. Well, you got you got to have the threat of throwing the ball. You do. You really do. I mean, his at, at, at halftime, his his uh, quarterback rating was zero. And I really thought we were going to see Joe Flacco in that game. I just did. And Lamar made a miraculous comeback, but then he had a couple turnovers and fumbles, and, um, you know, they wound up losing. So, By the way, uh, I just saw know, a slow-mo video. It was tipped. It was tipped. Yes. Wow. He got it at the line. It kicked probably a little low. Yeah. Because he didn't yeah. look like he got a great jump, you know, in the air on it. But I've seen mm-hmm. – I, I just saw a video on Twitter that – well, he'll still get the blame, but uh, maybe maybe he can share it with some people. Maybe they'll yeah. they'll step up and uh, and say, you know what, we we had to do a better job because anytime a ball is knocked down at all, yeah, I mean it wasn't obviously tipped to the point where it didn't make the goalpost. I mean, no, hit no. the goalpost and then the crossbar, but right. But you don't need got that enough. much from got that enough distance. to change the direction. There you go, change the trajectory, and then and then it clanks off. So. Anyway, next week, then, it'll be the Eagles going to New Orleans against the Saints. I think that's a break for the Saints for sure because they didn't want to play Chicago, uh, although Chicago would have gone to the Rams, but Chicago's now out of there. So you, you got Dallas going to, to the uh, L.A. Rams, which will be an interesting game. I thought Dak Prescott played pretty well. I mean, he's gotten a lot of flack in Dallas, but you know, when the, when the Cowboys win a playoff game, it's a celebration because it doesn't happen very often over the last few years. And then the Colts are at the Chiefs, which is a contrast in styles. You have a really wide-open offense and some really good defense 
of the Colts who like to run the ball, so they'll try to limit the possessions there. The last time those the, two teams met in the playoffs, the Colts overcame a 28-point second-half yes. deficit. I remember that game. Down 38-10, and they won 45-44. Yes. I think I was either – I think I was putting Christmas stuff up that night too, which I haven't done yet, but that's another topic. Because <laughs> um, I couldn't believe that they blew that lead. Every time I came upstairs with something else, they scored again. And then the Chargers are uh, at the Patriots, um, and they got to go another – Fly all the way home back to uh, L.A. and then back across the country to play. For a, another 10 a.m. Pacific game. time. Yeah, game. really, really. The NFL really wants to see Phillip Rivers in the Super Bowl, let me tell you. They're not helping him out at all. Um, so, yeah, it'll be uh, divisional playoffs next week and then, of course, the uh, championship games and then on to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, which will be uh, in a few weeks. So we'll have uh, lots to talk about as far as the playoffs go. Let's get to this Bucks coaching search because I know that's what people um, are interested There's in. There's a coaching and, uh, search? I, yeah. th- I thought it was a done deal. Mm, well, it might be. I mean, uh, you know, when is a done deal a done deal? I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I, I do know this, that, you know, even before Dirk Cutter was fired and you started looking at the landscape of coaches, there weren't a ton of guys with head coaching experience that were considered, you know, sort of can't miss hot, hot prospects and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, you, you knew that uh, there was a relationship between Jason Light and Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has a relationship with Jameis Winston, right? He goes back to when he was in middle school and he used to have a, a, a you know, football camp in Birmingham, Alabama. And, of course, Jameis was a legend in Hueytown at that time. Um, so B.A. Is, is always liked Winston. Uh, it's talked about him frequently when we'd have conference calls before they played the Cardinals. And so, you know, he, re- he knows the guy. He really likes the guy. likes the way he plays quarterback. Uh, so there's that. And then, of course, he knows Jason Light because in uh, I think it was 2013 – Light was a vice president of player personnel with the Cardinals when when uh, Arians was head coach there, so so you know the two things that were going to happen whoever they hired was number one that coach had to accept the fact that Jameis Winston is in his fifth year and he's your starting quarterback so he had to swallow that and then two that you had a general manager that you, that was already in place so for a guy like Arians it's not a problem in fact he probably would prefer both those situations and you know they did. You know, they began sort of, you know, interviewing other candidates as well, even though you kind of knew it was going to wind up this way. But when they started, they went to Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City, the offensive coordinator there under Andy Reid. Now, he doesn't call plays. He has called plays at the University of Colorado years ago, but um, he's their offensive coordinator now. But you, you see the success um, that's going on around the league with some of the guys that are disciples of Andy Reid, and you can see why whether it's Matt Nagy, uh, uh, you know, that that sort of thing. That's why people will be interested in the next Kansas City Chiefs guy. Then George Edwards, uh, they went up to Minnesota on Friday, and Jason Light interviewed the defense coordinator of the Vikings, George Edwards. Uh, and then on Saturday, Bruce Arians comes to Tampa. And I thought that was interesting that, you know, the other candidates, of course, you know, in the case of Biennemi, he has a game to prepare for. Edwards does not. But they bring Bruce Arians to Tampa. Now, he's not that far away. He has a house I hear on a lake in Georgia. But he interviews down here. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, they weren't done. They went out to uh, – Jason Light went out to the Dallas area and interviewed uh, Chris Richard, who is the uh, – Richard, I'm sorry, who is the defensive backs coach for the Dallas Cowboys, but also sort of their passing defensive coordinator. Uh, or you know, he, he does the actual play calling for Rod Marinelli, who is the coordinator uh, this year. So – He's a very impressive guy. He had three interviews after that game they won against Seattle. Uh, of course, they won that game on Saturday. On Sunday, he had three interviews with the Bucks, the Jets, 
and Miami. So he was a busy guy and, um, and one that's in demand. But all of this, I think, Steve, goes back to, you know, does Bruce Arians want to come out of retirement? Because, you know, if you remember, first of all, he's 66 years old, okay? And he had another year on his contract plus the club option year for 2019, and he decided to walk away from coaching with the Cardinals. Um, and you can't blame the guy. I mean, he's clearly, you know, been in, been in football and been an NFL head coach for a while. Um, and there were some health issues, from what I understand, uh, some diverticulitis or some, something like that that was also bothering him. But he and his wife decided that, that he had had enough. In fact, I saw where he was quoted upon leaving the Cardinals that, you know, the game just wasn't as, as fun for him anymore for whatever reason. So he, so he takes a year off, and he didn't really take it off. He goes and works for CBS which anybody that, that knows about those jobs, that's, that's like actual work, right? You can't just you can't go in there and wing it on Sunday. There's preparation time. There's travel every, every week because you don't have a home game. You know, th- that probably steered him to uh, a, a different conclusion about, well, I'm not really retired now. Uh, and, you know, he had said that the only job that he would consider were the Cleveland Browns, who, as far as I know, did not interview him until the Bucks job came open. And he said, well, I would talk to Jason because I know him. Uh, and so they finally did talk. They talked on Saturday. From what I hear, it went very, very well. Look, for what they're trying to do here, Steve, this guy, you couldn't check more boxes, right? We got to save Jameis. We got one year. He's in his fifth year. Okay, so I know Jameis since he was in middle school. Um, I like him. I've played. I've competed against him. Um, and I've had, oh, by the way, I've had a few quarterbacks in my day, if you're, if you're Bruce Arians. How about Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck? Carson Palmer, so, you know, he's sort of a quarterback whisperer and a play caller, so he checks a lot of boxes. And then, oh, by the way, I get along really, really well with the general manager who is still here. So, you know, th- those, those things really make it so appealing. Now, from what I hear, the biggest thing is going to be whether or not, you know, happy wife, happy life, whether or not she wants him to coach again because he retired. And you can imagine if you're married to a, an NFL head coach or somebody that's coached all those years, you know, and, and they decide to, uh, to to quit. Now they're at home. Now you finally, you know, they're not working those crazy hours. And then, bam, all of a sudden he's talking about going back and coaching the NFL, which causes a lot of stress. Now, you know, at 66, is this something that you really want to do? And how, how does your wife feel about getting back in and having all those kind of long hours and things? So we won't know. I, like I said, I think it's headed this way. I think if he does a deal, it's going to be a big contract. I don't know for how many years. The, the hope is by Bucks fans that he brings in Todd Bowles. So really you're hiring two NFL head coaches. Bowles would run the defense as his defensive coordinator. We know Brenton Buckner is here who worked for um, Arians at Arizona, and he's got another year on his contract, so that makes sense. There's some continuity there. Um, and he would be able to attract a really, really good staff. I think it makes all the sense in the world if you can pull it off, and it seems like that's that's the intent. Um, we should know shortly sometime. Uh, look, I – all I know is this. There, there was a report that came out that said, hey, no later than Tuesday they'll have a head coach, which would be great. for. I wish it was now as we speak, as we're doing this Sunday night. Um, but when I checked that out with the people that are actually you know, involved in the process and doing the hiring, um, they said, look, we don't have a timetable. Like, I don't know. It could be Tuesday. I don't know where that came from, but it didn't come from the people interviewing or, or the Glazers. So who's to say? But, you know. When you fire a coach on Sunday and then you spend all week interviewing candidates, you get back home early in the week. Yeah. Could Tuesday be it? Sure. Well, no sure. later at, than? At this point, we know they've interviewed four candidates at least. Yeah. 
we don't know of any others that they plan on interviewing. We're not aware of any, and they've announced the ones they've already they've already talked well, to. So. They've announced four. It doesn't mean there's not right. somebody they've talked there to. There could have been others, announce. and there could could be more still, but we're not aware of them. I mean, so far, all the, the, the four coaches that they've talked to are either under contract with other teams, and you have to get permission. That's and, right. And Bruce Arians, you kind of did too, although they're not they're not going to require any payment, correct? No, con- yeah, they, yeah, yeah, because there was an option year that they chose not to pick up. Right. So, from what I understand, there was no transaction. So there was checking there. on that, but there could be candidates. For instance, Jason Lockenfora said that maybe Kirby Smart was reached out to by the Bucks. Yeah, which I I don't know. I mean, he could be right, um, but I, I mean, I would think they would have cast a really wide net. And with this search firm, this is the other thing I'm not familiar with the the workings of this. From what I understand, they vet a lot of co- coaches, and you know, one of the the things, and they represent many teams too. So one of the things you would think you would do is sort of cast a wide net and try to find out, okay, you know, who would be interested in leaving a place like Georgia and coaching in the NFL? Like, is there any interest at all that you know Kirby Smart would want to do that? And if he did, what does he think about the Buccaneers? So a lot of this is background. A lot of this is trying to get a you know sort of a a list of candidates together of people that uh, might be appealing to both the team and, and the job be appealing to the coach. So um, I don't really know what's real and what's not. I've heard that uh, about Brian Kelly as well, although I was told uh, by the Bucks that, that that was never a possibility. That's not somebody that they've... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Talk to or want plan to interview, but that doesn't mean so the search just, firm didn't. But it doesn't mean that somebody called somebody who was representing, you know, many clients, including the Bucks, about Brian Kelly's interest in leaving college football in Notre Dame and going to the NFL, which he, you know, flirted with a few years ago. So all of that is is absolutely possible, you know. But we don't know. We'll we'll know shortly. Like I I think I, I sense this is sort of going. I mean, I think it's going to wrap up. I think I think they did themselves a favor by making sure they talked to more coaches this time. You know, when they hired Cutter, I don't know how many people they talked to. I know they talked to one guy for the Rooney Rule um, in Arizona, but he was basically a board seven days later. That one was signed, sealed, and delivered. I hope this one wasn't sort of a dog and pony show, although I wonder about it. Um, but here's the other thing. As we, as we sit here doing this podcast tonight on a Sunday night, and I'm missing the Golden Globes, damn it. I, I was like, going to say, I, I, I'm sorry to pull you away from that. <laughs> Which, although it's not as what good. What was your favorite Tina dress Fey. tonight that someone wore? Yeah, I don't know. Tina Fey and Amy Proler are not hosting, so it's not going to be nearly as good. But, but yeah, as we sit here on this on this evening, you know, we don't know how much longer this this thing could go, and 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 I I suspect it'll wrap up sooner than later. But you know, the other thing about it is, if you think about our Arians, and even if let's say he's motivated to coach, and I would I assume he is because he he actually you know made a trip down here. So you got to be seriously thinking about it. Um, but you wonder what his wife thinks. You wonder, like, hey, you know. Was she on the trip? Told, Did she come to Tampa? I don't know this. And that would be a real tell if she Because if it's did, happy wife, I, happy life. Oh, yeah. No question. And they're not far away. Like, they have a home on mm-hmm. a lake in Georgia, which sure. you can zip up and back from. So technically, you know, she could stay there or whatever. But um, I would, look, if I was putting trying to convince somebody to come to Tampa, 
I'd want my wife to come and I I'd want to show her the greatest houses, all those great houses on the waterfront and in South Tampa and you know what what gorgeous weather we have and how close everything is to each other and and so on and so forth. So yeah, I would I would hope that he would bring her. Um but but I don't know. I mean, I don't you know, but what if you know, they get right to the point where everything looks good, the numbers, the salary, all that and and he goes, "You know what? I just I don't I don't know that I want to do this." You know, I, I'm not sure because I, I could end up realizing why I retired in the first place. You know, it's long hours. The diet's not so good, all that stuff. I mean, you know, I've seen coaches have cold feet before. I don't sense that's the case right now. I really don't. I think there's momentum, and I think Bruce is going to take the job if he's offered it, which I would assume he would be. Um, but the Bucks did what they had to do, which was I think they earnestly went out and tried to learn something about a bunch of young potential uh, head coaches so that – you never know. I mean, Bruce is 66, so depending on who's on his staff at the time, whenever it is that he decides to, to actually retire for real, because um, you wouldn't imagine he's going to work until he's 90, then um, at least you have met these guys and sat across the table from them and gotten their ideas and gotten a feel for who they are personally so that you can move quickly You know, if any or all of them are still you know, still available to become head coaches. So it's a smart thing to do no matter what. Well, and I have to assume that this wasn't a signed, sealed, and deliver coaching search from day one, because otherwise, why would you hire a search firm? That, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, why would the Glazers pay a lot of money to a search firm if you already knew Arians was your coach? Now, sure. he may have been your favorite going in. He may be the guy that you thought you might hire. But you definitely wanted to see who else was out there or if someone just completely knocked your socks off. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also think that they wanted this firm to do some of the vetting for them and some mm -hmm. of the, you know, find out. And I'm not saying this happened, but like, you know, if if Jim Harbaugh has any inklings to go to the NFL and he got called by a headhunting firm represented by the Bucks, that would be a nice way to say, well, you didn't contact Jim Harbaugh. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But interest was gauged on your behalf, you know. So there, there's just a lot of ways to you can kind of jump through hoops here, but um, the bottom line is the Bucks are going to have a coach, I would think, fairly early in the week, if not by midweek. And I really do. I, I think everything is pointing to Arians. But, again, I've been through this with Bill Parcells twice. I've been through this with Chip Kelly. Um, you don't always get what you want, as the song says. Um, but that also can bring you guys like Tony Dungy, who you, you know was third in their mm -hmm. choices that year. Well, look at a playoff team this year in the Colts. You know, they Absolutely, thought, they thought they had Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Locked Josh up. McDaniels was their guy. A couple of his coaches, a couple of guys that were going to be on his staff, went ahead and, and uh, took jobs there, and he ran away. But you know what, Frank Wright's done a heck of a job. Man. Oh, it he worked has, out for them. But you know, I mean, sure. it can happen, and they, you know, but guys last run minute away. change a heart. Absolutely, last minute change the heart. Absolutely. So you don't know, but we should know. We should know fairly, fairly shortly. Uh, What's going on? And I'll get more into Arians uh, if and when they hire him and about, you know, him inspiring Jameis Winston. He was the first guy, by the way, uh, when Jameis was at that camp in Birmingham to show him uh, a real bona fide Super Bowl ring that he had, he had gotten when he was with Pittsburgh Steelers. And Jameis said, uh, has said on conference calls and interviews, because, uh, you know, they played Arizona twice already in his career, where Jameis said, man, that's the first guy that got me thinking, I, want, I, re I really want to win a Super Bowl. Like, I'm obsessed. Like, I want one of those rings. And so he said, you know, before that, you know, Super Bowl, like, that's crazy, you know. But he actually saw a man that had done it, and um, that's sort of when he started first thinking about it. So 
it'll be it would be very interesting relationship if, if that's the way it goes down. And of course, you can go to TampaBay.com and we're constantly refreshing uh, the coaching searches, who they who they visit with, all that sort of thing um, is all there for you. So, Steve, what happened to the Lightning? I tried to stay up, you know, one night and uh, it's a West Coast game. Uh, and so I, I got the San Jose Sharks, and all of a sudden, boom, they're down two to nothing. I'm thinking, that's what they do. They fall behind. Mm-hmm. It's no big deal. Don't go to bed yet. Don't go to bed yet. And they did kind of scratch. Well, they got the it. one goal back. Yeah, they got one back, and then then it was then it was like four two at some point, and then then they gave it. So they just look like a tired team, right? They absolutely I mean, look tired. I mean, this is their second West Coast trip in what three, three weeks? weeks? Yeah. Played a lot of hot. I mean, look, they went 15-0-1 over the last 16. They hadn't, they hadn't they lost the regulation since November 27th or 29th. Crazy, one of those, I think it was 27th. It's like, it's like freaking Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That was two holidays yeah. ago. And look, San Jose's yeah. a very good team. They're one of the top oh, five yeah. in the NHL in scoring. A very good team. No, sh- yeah. And look, at the end of the day, you always say, look, a road trip, you want one more one point, more one point, more point than games. games played. They scored four points in a three-game road trip. Yep. No, they did well. They did well to do that. And like you said, twice to the West Coast in a very short period of time, which will get anybody. Um, still a scary good hockey team. And I don't have much, uh, I don't have much doubt that. Uh, Look, they're, they're travel the rest track. of the season now. I don't think there's any trip over three games. There may be one four game trip coming up. That's good. Outside the Eastern time zone, they have next road trip, they go to Dallas. And then they go in March to St. Louis. All the rest are in the Eastern time zone. That's terrific. For the rest of the season. So, I mean, the travel part of their, their the Western Conference is pretty much done outside Dallas and St. Louis to play. Yeah. It's all Eastern Conference teams now. The, the travel gets easier. The schedule gets easier in that regard. So, and look, I mean, as we've talked about, this team's going to make the playoffs. You don't yeah, have they, to win every game to get there. It's no, okay. A nice, <laughs> a nice seed would be good, though. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you want to get the number one seed in the East for sure, and you'd like to get the number one overall so that you have home ice throughout you know, all four rounds of the playoffs if you make it that far. But you're going to lose a few games here and there. It's okay. And to lose to San Jose, no, no harm in that at the end of a road trip. That's fine. Yeah. I read a story somewhere. Maybe they just talked about that. Uh, you know, Breezeball might be thinking about giving um, John Cooper, he was very complimentary of him, an extension. Well, his contract's up at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So now let me ask you this. Devil's advocate, okay. And I, I think look, Coop's done I mean, he's done how many games has the guy won, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. I mean, he wins all the time. Taking his team, Easter Conference Finals, all that. Is there part of you though, if you were the lightning that said, Let's we get this is clearly the best team we've had in a while. Let's see if he can get us over the top I, before we sign him to a long term deal. I think absolutely going in this season, I think I think there that was part of it. Now, the type of season there this you could argue this but is now the best that this is the best so co- coaching job Cooper's done. Is that okay, how so do you keep th- so this then, team so talented, so loaded, happy together and playing this well? Focused. Yeah. And focused on a regular season that is going to mean nothing. I mean, they're going to make the yeah. playoffs. I mean, you want to have a good regular season, but but yeah. you know, you're gonna make it. So the fact that the way they're playing, the way they're executing, the way that players are sitting and not complaining. I mean, you know, whether it's Coburn or Girardi and Sergachev and Chernak, they're rotating who's sitting on the back end right now. And everybody's staying happy. Everyone's staying focused. You could argue this is one of his best coaching jobs. Yeah, and and then and I wouldn't disagree with any of that. I just wonder that would you like to see how the story goes before you well, sign him to a long term Look, if he, if he goes out in the first round of the playoffs, well, that's what I mean. There's a good, like, there's you, a good chance. Would, there's a good chance they would make a coaching change. So, so why you would wouldn't you sign do him it? Now? So so let's say you wouldn't do anything until the end of the season. Is that is that well? Right? Is that, 
I'm not saying I wouldn't because I I don't know what I would do because because uh, it made it sound when I you know when I read stuff but, like that I think oh they're thinking about doing it now but you win you the cup I mean? you win the cup and he goes Barry trots and leaves right then you lose him so you almost you almost got to take right. your shot now you got to call your shot now Julian's in a good position that your next coach is most likely Benoit Gru who's your AHL affiliate coach so if you lose Cooper you already know who your next coach most likely is yeah that you're going to promote him up so. In that case, you've got some leverage in the negotiations, even if he wins the cup. Right. I definitely think the Lightning would like to re-sign him, but they may be saying, let's see what we do in the playoffs this year. Yeah, no, they could be. Um, or maybe Cooper. Maybe team. Cooper's taking the risk on that. He might be saying, I want to see well, if I win a cup. That's his leverage, too. That's his leverage, man. Because, look, like, at the end of the it, day, if Cooper, if, if the Lightning you know, are eliminating the first or second round this year and, and – and Julian Breezebois decides to go with Benoit Gru or another coach, Joel Quinville. Oh, he'll get a job yeah, now. Yeah. Cooper yeah. will be hired. Absolutely. So it's not like Cooper's going to be out of a job. No. He's also the longest tenured coach in the NHL. That's incredible. That really is. It seems like he got it 10 minutes ago. Yeah. But then again, I guess I was doing radio when he was here, so it's more than 10 minutes ago. Because <laughs> um, I've done this podcast for way too so, long, it seems. So the question is, uh, is, it, is it the Lightning that are waiting on this case? Is it? John Cooper, who's banking on himself, knowing, hey, yeah, I'll get another know. job. That's but a great if point. If I win a I cup, know. if I win a cup, you now you got to sign me, and you're gonna the number goes up. But let me ask you why? Like, why would Breezebaugh even even broach that? And I, I'm look, I'm a reporter, so well, I'm well. He was I'm, asked. I'm cool. I know, I but you don't, you know, guys don't usually talk about contracts, right? I mean, it might it might be you might feel weird if you say nothing. Then by inference, people go, "Ooh, you didn't have anything to say about that." It may be you to know, keep so, keep continuity going, or maybe maybe they are discussing a new contract and they are close. Maybe they I mean, are. I mean, he can't lie, yeah. I mean, you know, Lightning generally keep things pretty close to the vest, but so if he's saying yeah. that, maybe they're closer than we think or we know. Yeah, and that's that's a sweater vest, too. Or, or maybe really it's cool. the signal, hey, John, we want to resign you, and maybe it's John that's going, eh, I'm, I'm comfortable waiting. Yeah, I'm good. I saw what Barry got when he left Washington. <laughs> yeah. Got paid. You know, I mean, John know. Cooper was a guy who, you know, you look at his coaching career, he never stayed more than two years at any place. Right. In the AHL, he may have been three or four, but I mean, for the most part, he moves. He's moved around his whole career. Oh yes, from Texas, I mean, kept moving up. I mean, you know, it places, wasn't yeah. wasn't like cold feet after two years you leave. He was getting promoted and moving up. But but it's a hell of a journey though that he's had. To your point, so yeah. you know he's been a rambling man. He could ramble again, I suppose, for the right for the right price. Yeah. But the Lightning will be at home Tuesday against the Blue Jackets. John Tortorella coming to town. Blue Jackets are a good team. Hmm. So, but the Lightning uh, have kicked off the second half. See, that was game forty-two, so they have forty games left now. Right, and just right. they're just loaded. It's they're just crazy good. But yeah, it's Saturday night they were tired. They ran out of gas yeah, in the third period for sure. Yeah, I ran out of gas in about the second period and turned it off. Yeah, I think so. probably most of the fans did too. So it was late. It was really yeah, late. How do you have that an eleven o'clock 11. start? I mean, Jesus, I don't know, man. I mean, West Coast at eleven is really tough. But yeah. Uh, especially on the weekends. Just, like, just think nah. about that. If, if we were still in daylight savings time, like the bill that the Florida legislature passed to keep us in daylight savings time year-round, that would have been a midnight day, right? game. That would have been a midnight yeah. start. 12.01, yeah. Welcome to Friday night hockey or Saturday morning hockey, whatever. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Crazy to think about. So we'll have we'll have a lot to talk about this week uh, with the Bucks coaching search, of course, and, um, you know, I think in short order we'll have a better feel for just, like, how, how quickly this thing could move and then, It'll be a matter of him getting a staff and who, who's coming, who's going, that sort of thing. Um, then we're going to have 
Oh man, more uh, more hockey this week, like you mentioned. Just, I think once they sign a coach, we're going to be like talking a lot of NFL, and then the playoffs. Playoffs will continue. We'll get you ready, of course, for those games coming up next week. The uh, AFC and a- NFC divisional yep. uh, games. I- I'm going to make a prediction though. After you know, after Chicago lost, because I really thought, and they would have gone to the Rams. I get that. Like the next game would have been in LA, but I really thought the Saints got a break today. I, I the Philly goes to New Orleans, and even though Nick Foles has that magic pixie dust thing going. I think that's a better matchup for New Orleans, you know? I agree. I mean, all, ultimately, they would have had to play Chicago if they kept winning. I think it's, it's going to be the Rams and the Saints. For you know, a rematch. for the NFC Championship. Yeah, I think so. That was and a great game. New Orleans. That was a great game. I know. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be in New Orleans, man. Yeah. Who do you got tonight? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we got a little, little football game tonight. That's right, the National yeah. Championship game. We didn't yeah, have any Alabama football Clemson. Sunday night, but we got it Monday night. But I like Alabama. Um, look, I, I'm good. I'm good with uh, sequels, prequels, and whatever this is, trilogies or quadrilogies or whatever this is, because I don't like. I told my friends the other night, like I, I don't root against McDonald's. You know, like just because they're the best. You know, they they sell the most. Oh come on, you're rooting for a better fast food joint than McDonald's. Come on, I don't hate them. No, but I'm I mean, not saying you hate them. Like, I'm saying you're rooting for a better one. Right, but they're number one, so <laughs> well, it's sure, like sure. You know, I'm like I don't. Like, you can't. Like Look, to dislike Alabama, like I get it. If you're, you know, college football is this way, right? Well, I'm a Florida fan. I'm a Florida State fan. I'm a Michigan fan. So I hate name the team that's not my team. Right. So it's it's very. I mean, it's different, right? It's different than NFL. Even it's just different. You're mostly invested. But at the end of the day, like for me, like people are all like, "Oh, we're the same teams." Look, I think it's great if they're the the two best teams make it every year because I want to be entertained for the national championship. I don't want to see. A repeat of Notre Dame. Like, what if that Notre right. Dame game had been your national championship game? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if Burger King, if, if if Wendy's and McDonald's want to slug it out every year for hamburgers, I'm all in. I think the consumer wins. For the game you itself, know? for the game itself, I want the two best teams. Sure. For the all the lead up and the coverage and the stories and the you know ESPN hits and whatever else. I, right. I've tuned it out because I've already heard all the Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney. You've stories. heard all the, yeah. The storylines yeah. are the I mean, but the game itself, these are clearly the two best teams in college football. So I'm excited. We're going to see the, the two best teams play. That's what I want yep. in the national championship game. But I a lot really of the terrific. lead up, the stories, and you've seen the ticket prices are plummeting. Yeah. They can barely yeah. give well, those tickets away. It's the fourth time they've matched up in four years. It's on the West Coast for two East Coast that's, teams. You just nailed it. That's the whole thing. The yeah. whole key is that this thing is played in, in San Jose at Levi Stadium with the 49ers play. It's real expensive to go there. Mm-hmm. It's real expensive once you get there. And quite frankly, the people in that area, Silicon Valley, they could care less about an SEC and an ACC school. Yep. If you play that game anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line, that those ticket prices are like gold. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Or even They're if you gold. were in a, a a Chicago or you know, yeah, maybe you Dallas, know, even some maybe. of the Midwest. Yeah. But you know, they're not playing them in the Midwest for the most part. But no, but yeah, but San Francisco did, was but, the worst location for round four. Yeah, come on, man! A bunch of kids gonna walk out of Google and say, "Hey, let's go see the national championship game." Come on, it's not gonna happen, is it? No, I don't think so. Facebook, hey, let's go see the national. No. Nah. Nope, I don't think that's going to happen on the West Coast. Who all, you got the tonight? Ones that, Who you got tonight? So I got out. So I got Alabama. I like I like Clemson. Look, these two quarterbacks, by the way, are going to go one two in the draft two years from now. Trevor Lawrence has been phenomenal. What a, what a what a great decision Dabo Sweeney made. Benching great Kelly Bryant. Decision by Dabo. Well, but I mean, Incredible. benching Kelly Bryant, 
to go with yeah, Trevor Lawrence. When Kelly Bryant yeah. is taking him to the you know the postseason. Yeah, he did. You know, and that's not but an easy watch... thing to do. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts only got no. benched last season in the the championship game because they, they were down big and they had to do something. Right. No, but you see the guy's arm. Oh. <laughs> the guy is really good, man. He can flick the ball now. He can spin it, as they say. Flick the I ball, mean, but they see the field so well. They anticipate. Well, we, it's what's weird though to me is like you know, unlike basketball, we have the one and that like. You're telling me that if these two cats came out at the end of this season, they wouldn't be in the top five? Oh, they, really? well, they absolutely would. I mean, Tua, Tua throws nothing but dimes. He's like a, he's, the kid's like an 11 or 12 well, on look, the um, The rule for the NFL, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but the, the rule is to protect an 18 or 19-year-old's body from going up against That's still men. growing, and you got but grown-ass men. In, in a that, league yeah. that protects the quarterback at all costs, yes, they could absolutely play next, next year and be fine. I think so. Physically, physically they're not going to take the beating because they protect the quarterback so much. Now, now, a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman, you probably need a little more seasoning on your body and growth. And oh, I, yeah. So I understand why the NFL does it. Whether three years is the right year to do it, I have no idea. And, and there's probably studies and everything else that will tell you what, what's best going forward. But I understand yeah. why they implemented the rule. Well, I like Dabo a lot, and I'll probably be pulling for Clemson a little bit. I don't really root for teams, but if I did, I'd like I root for people, and I like Dabo better than Nick Saban. <laughs> that's how I'm. That's how I'm judging this thing. Um, Works for me. Coaches, <laughs> my coaches' likability quotient. It's a big disparity, even though they're best of friends. Those With their two. Q score, uh, you mean? Their their Q score, the Q rating. Yes, indeed. That's what they do not for TV and everything. You know, have to not much for figure Saban. out your likability, your personality score. Yeah. I, and I had some friends that covered Saban at Miami, you know, when he was with the Dolphins. Good Lord. Couldn't talk to him. Weren't supposed to make eye contact. I mean, you know. Was oh, it a starting pitcher every day or something? Yeah, it was like that. It was like, you know, when, he, uh, when Nick walks in the building now, no one say hello. Don't make eye contact with Nick. Like, he's not going to stop in small talk. It was like, what? Got like the Nick rules or something. It's crazy. He just wasn't. He we didn't treat people very well. At least it was just always on eggshells, and no one no one has to live that way. Life is tough enough. You don't need you don't need the stress. It's football, people. I know there's billions of dollars involved, but it's still football. So anyway, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Uh, make sure you uh, guys go see our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds because that's where you're going to get twenty percent off all your jewelry purchases. You're not going to get this deal anywhere else unless you tell them you listen to Sports Day Tampa Bay. Uh, believe me, uh, whether it's earrings, necklaces, bracelets, diamond engagement rings, they're going to hook you up. They're going to give you the best price and the best quality stuff. 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.